Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon, and this is Video Games a Comedy Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we've got an explosive, a very explosive episode for you. That's right. A big bomb went off, some might say, and uh, a bunch of pink confetti came out of the bomb. That's right. It's Barbenheimer weekend, everyone. And we're here to celebrate on Video Games and Comedy Show. That's right. We celebrate movies, too. Sometimes. Sometimes. On our more boring <laughs> episodes, we do. <laughs> uh, I have but one member of the Zoo hey Tycoon crew here ready to chop it up with me. That is, of course, the great Alex Gaskin. Alex, hello. Hey, how we doing? How are oh, we? Oh, we have a delay. Yeah, I'm getting hit with some delays, too. I'm turning off. Uh, I'm taking my phone off the Wi-Fi. Hopefully that'll help a little bit. Take it off, sucker. Take it clean off. Yeah. So maybe that'll help. Maybe. I mean, it could be my Wi-Fi. Who knows? Who knows? Looks like I'm getting a pretty strong signal. Uh, but Alex, how about, how about, uh, hold on, hold on. And there we go. Alex understands. Alex picks up all the girls so neatly in his hand. Flawless victory. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Anyways, today we are going to be talking about the Barbenheimer of video games. What does that mean? I didn't know when I said when I spoke the words just now. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know when I texted my buddy Alex here, who I know happened to catch both Barbie and Oppenheimer in the theaters. I did, I did the full Barbenheimer, buddy. A two in one day. Yeah, yeah. I did mine in one in twenty four hours, but okay. I didn't do it in. So the I same. think we call that. Yeah, the the coward's Barbenheimer. Let's just yeah. just own it. Yeah, the coward's Barbenheimer. I feel like is like you're doing it like a month later or something. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not you're not with the people. You're not with the crowds. You're not trying to brave those. Let me let me ask you this: in in Oppenheimer, you didn't see it in the in in seventy millimeter IMAX. You saw it in in uh, like the AMC's digital IMAX or whatever. I did. Yeah. And what row were you in? I was in row K. Oh, so you had pretty good seats then yeah i mean i was i was kind of shunted off to the side i was in like i was in k5 yeah right which wasn't ideal but i was like we were k1 through four for barbie so like just that's cool i was a fool and only waited like i i you know only jumped on it like a month's notice so yeah i was pretty much like down to the wire of getting my tickets i ended up having to drive cities away to go see it in a traditional 70 mil imax and uh we were third row in uh, a 70 mil IMAX. So it was, it was actually, I think like, had we been any rows closer, it would have been a miserable, but it was actually like, Mm -hmm. there's something kind of neat about the screen, just filling your complete line of vision. Like it perfectly cut off. It's it it cut off at the edge of my eyes basically. So it was like, so it was like, yeah, it, you know, anywhere, you know, if you just look straight ahead, your whole field of view was Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) um pretty good pretty great pretty great stuff uh definitely excited to talk more just about our experiences seeing the movies we're not going to spoil anything about the movies other than like how we felt about them um 
but and then we're going to talk uh, video games as well. But before uh, all of that, Alex Gaskin, I got to hear I got to hear it from my unemployed brother in, in Christ. What have you been playing? Have you been doing any damage? He's crying. He's thinking. He's thinking and crying. Yeah, which is usually I do one or the other, but not both yeah, yeah. at the same time. Right. No, uh, this is actually great timing for two reasons, because I just finished. What? What? Yeah, yeah. I finished the uh, continuation, like the, uh, I guess, spiritual continuation of the uh, Like a Dragon series, Judgment. Whoa. Wait, I tell, know. tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, I feel like your listeners are pretty familiar with our episode, the six yes. things I learned playing Yakuza zero yes. through six. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that like it's like vital to the, the video games of comedy show listening experience. It's but, pretty like, vital. I mean, it's a canon event. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah, for sure. Pivotal. So, but I, yeah. yeah. I played through Yakuza 0 through 6, and I said to myself, you know what? This boy needs more Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I'm getting to the point now where there's just like spinoffs and like past iterations. And then the Judgment series, which chronologically Judgment came out before Like a Dragon Ishin. So I was like, well, that's the next one. Right. Combat's a step back. I'm just going to be real with you. The combat is a big step backwards. Uh, I was but curious the game if is still, there it's even a fun... was a combat in that game. Is it the same kind of style? There is game, combat. Or... It's a very similar style. It's just a lot more like detective and like investigative mechanics and more. There's not really puzzles per se, but it's just kind of just like logicking things out. It's pretty easy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a that's it's not a challenging uh, brain teaser of a game, but it, it does like add like a fun new wrinkle. The story is really cool. I like the story a lot. The world is great. Um, it's kind of like the Yakuza series where there's a lot of like weird, fun things you do on the side. Um, I had a blast. Definitely recommend it. Uh, up next, I am going to do Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, which is great because uh, RPG-style games are not really my forte, but I'm going to give it a shot. That's brave. Yeah, I'm a brave guy. And then um, after that, uh, if I have a job again, Lost Judgment. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. That's uh, that is. I've watched. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, like I, the trailer to Lost Judgment is the one that got me on this like whole world of games because it's a oh. pretty ra- like you should fire that trailer up when you get a second. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely check it out. It's um, I mean, but I've been I've been a, I've had my eye on that series though for such a long time. I'm really excited to get. Oh it yeah, you need to get on it fast because it's go like the Yakuza zero through two are going off the PlayStation Plus like at the end of this month. Oh, really? Why? So, uh, I think it's just their regular, they rotate stuff in and out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I still have it on Game Pass, I believe. And I think oh, I you're own fine. the Kwame collection as well. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, if this episode goes out before the end of the month, uh, Lockdown Yakuza 0 through 2 on PlayStation, folks. Not Yeah, not, not, a, not a bad option there. I mean, the Yakuza games are, uh, it's a series of like games where I feel like once you kind of get in invested in it, it's like it, it it's all over. You just it's your whole oh, life. Yeah. Suddenly you're getting it is. You know, you're getting like little koi fish tattoos on you, and yeah, you're getting strong opinions about um, criminals and the role they play in society. Absolutely. You learn yeah, you learn six things that you tell to the world. 
That's true. That's true. Go back and listen, folks. It's a hell of an episode. Yeah, it um, really is. I have been playing a little game called Zelda. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm back on my Zelda grind. I'm sort of doing some more missions and collecting some more clothes and, you know, sort of making my way through the depths in that game. Um, really just thrilled with my, with the game's ability, put up and pick up and put down ability, you know? Yeah. Like that I can, that I can take basically a month off, which is what I did and then go back and I'm still, I'm still very much in it. I'm, it's not, nice. it, it's not hard to pick back up. Um, Cause it's a game that I'm pretty sure I'll be playing throughout the rest of the year. Just like, you know, um, collecting little things here and there, like uh, bouncing off, coming back, bouncing off, coming back. Um, somebody was telling me recently, I think it was Patrick Eller. Shout out to Patrick Ellers of the Nintendo Cartridge Society. I think he beat it. It's like 150 Ooh. hours of game he beat. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So that's a real champion there. I'm I'm a mere 110 hours in. So Oh, you're you know. a baby. I'm a baby comparatively. You're a little toddler who needs um milk from breast. I like to say young gun, but uh, okay. I guess baby works. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 gunning for that breast milk because you're a baby. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you know, don't I I I feel like I'm obligated to finish Final Fantasy 16 because I bought it, but just have not been loving it. So it's a really such a bummer. Yeah, totally. That is a bummer. I'm still. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm still kind of like mired in Final Fantasy 15. Like I feel like I'm getting to the point where it's gonna really ramp up, but I, it's a very easy game to just kind of dick around in. And the problem with that is that it's like you get so lost in the weeds that you're like, oh, I guess I should get back to the story, which is about my kingdom and a <laughs> bad thing happened to. Like I think I'm avenging somebody, possibly my father. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a um, I mean, I think Final Fantasy fifteen's a even a maybe more a game that's more up my alley than Final Fantasy sixteen is, just because Final Fantasy sixteen is so linear that it kind of dri- is driving me nuts. Mm. There's just like no exploring. Oh yeah, basically. I've said this so many times. So, just... Yeah, people have got to be sick of hearing me say it. Say it again. <laughs> they can live. They'll live. Fine. The game is just. Fine, folks. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, dovetail into the news here. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we have some new releases. We got. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition. Just came out on PS4 and Switch. I do not know what that is at all. <laughs> okay, I'm like, uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. Well, and I understand about, this is some sort of video game. Yeah, well, what about the video game Mr. Run and Jump? You ever hear of that? I mean, I've heard of running and I've heard of jumping, but together in one game? In one man named Mr. Run and Jump? <laughs> Yeah, this isn't your father's Mr. Run and Jump. What if there was a sequel? It was like, my father was Mr. Jun- Run and Jump. I'm Carl. I'm Carl Run and Jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the big game that came out, though, is Pikmin 4. What do you think of those little Pikmin guys, Alex? You like those little Pikmans? 
I am not a. I have not really explored the Pikmin verse. Yeah, because I and I'm and I've been sort of saving this joke for uh, Pikmin release date. But what about pick women, huh? Oh well, hashtag all pick women. Yeah, right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, Pikmin is out. Pikmin four. Um, yeah, we're gonna do a first impressions episode of that next week. So be on the lookout for that. It's uh, Mr. Michael Hearn. Uh, couldn't make it this week, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna save that one. But we've been no, doing here, these. It- Sorry, I just I have one more. Um, how about for the the horror literature fans and the uh, Lovecraft heads out there? How about uh, Pickman's model? Oh, I love that Pickman's it's, it's, model. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a reference to a short story by H.P. Lovecraft, folks. Mm-hmm. You didn't uh, think you were going to hear about of... books today? <laughs> yeah, we thought movies maybe, but books. Yeah, I like That's what you could want. It's like when I when I listen to a video game podcast, I want movies and books. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to to hit up that first impressions episode. That'll be next week. Uh, Pikmin Four. I have played the demo of that uh, at this point, and uh, well, spoilers, you know, for the for that episode, me likey, you know, boom, me likey. Okay, here we go, Alex. We're gonna play a little game, Game Spots. Article based on a GameSpot article, top ten best-selling video games of all time. I am going to ask you, Mister Gaskin, to guess what is number ten on the list and what is number one on the list. Best-selling, ooh, best-selling of all time of all time. Hmm. Okay. I want to say number. Okay, do I have to do like t- last, like the number ten first, and then number one? Can I do them in any order? You can do them in any order. I feel like number one is Grand Theft Auto Five. Whoa! You would be correct if you had guessed that was number three. And damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you use my fear of failure against me quite expertly. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little one. hint is for it, number one. It a... It's older. Okay. Number one is quite a bit mm. older. Quite a bit older. See, I feel like video games have had this like creeping saturation where it's like, because like I've. I, I mean, are we talking like childhood or like teenager? I would say childhood. I would say there's a game from our childhood. I, I would say number one, you barely even think of it as a video game. It's just such a such a basic thing. Is it Mario? That is number 10. Super oh, that was my choice Bros. for number 10. My oh, choice would be yeah, Super yeah, Mario yeah. Brothers. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm sure you heard me say that. Uh, 50 million copies, pack and sales included. All right, number one, is it Tetris? It is Tetris. Ding, 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 oh, ding. You got it, what sir. A, what a you got it. That's my guy. Um, I'll go down the list just because it's short. I do want to hear these. Number nine would be The Witcher 3. That's kind of a shock to me that it's in the top ten. It is. I 
should get back to finishing that game because I got very far in it, but not very far enough because yeah. it goes on for a long time. Yeah, I've never started it. I really want to play it at some point. I'm waiting for like that beautiful rainy day for me to start. Oh, yeah. Start it up. Uh, the rainy day that lasts for about 200 hours. Yes, exactly. Number eight is Red Dead Redemption 2. 50 million copies yeah. sold. Uh, number seven is the Alex Gaskin uh, stapled Skyrim. Oh, nice. Six, 60 million. I love that game. Yeah. Number six uh, is... I'm one of them. Yeah. Number six is uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 62 million. Uh, that is... That takes us all the way to the what? Is that the... Is that a... Not the... Is that a Switch game? Is that is that where it's at? Yeah, it's a, it's a Switch game, Um, but it also sold like about 10 million copies on the Wii U, and they're kind of counting that as well. Oh yeah. Well that's fair. I mean okay. Yeah. yeah. Um PUBG, seventy-five million. Wii Sports okay. eighty-two million. Uh that was a pack-in game for the Nintendo Wii for those yeah. who don't remember. Wasn't that like a big deal at like nursing homes? It was like their way to like get the residents to exercise. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I'm a big baby and I've been to a nursing home full of milk. <laughs> Uh okay. GTA through uh five is number three. Number two is Minecraft. That's not shocking at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I'm I don't know why I didn't think about that for number one. I'm kind of surprised that games like uh I'm trying to think of more like uh like a Fortnite, maybe. I guess that's a free game, so that wouldn't be on here. And then yeah. like I'm just maybe I just um, figured I was say, I figured Texas would be like one of those games that people just like got access to the code and like had like so many like free versions of it that it would like hurt the sales. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't sell like today that much that often unless they repackage it like a Tetris effect or something. Yeah. But um but yeah, I'm surprised a game like uh I don't know, FNAF isn't on here. You know, Five Nights at yeah, Freddy's. Yeah, I'm surprised. Or I wonder if, it, like, I was expecting to hear, like, a Madden or a Call of Duty in this list, but maybe this will be because they're so regular, people kind of space it out. Like, maybe you get, like, one every other year in a lot of cases. Right, right, yeah. Uh, TheVerge.com has an article up called Ghost Trick is a Summer Beach Read in Video Game Form. On the topic of books, Alex, what <laughs> is a Summer Beach Read video game that you might recommend to a pal or enemy? Ooh, a summer beach read. I let's see. Hmm. Thinking of video games. Thinking of video games. Stalling for time because I can't think of a single video game. Oh, oh I'll go. You, oh, okay. I was gonna okay. say, uh, Ghost of Tsushima might be one that I would uh, bring up. I like. Is it so? What? What's the time? What's the um play time on that? Is it pretty reasonable? Off the top of my head, I'd guess it's somewhere between twenty-five and forty. Oh, that's not. That's bad. That's good. That's actually yeah. really good. I still need to play through that. I haven't. Oh, it's a blast. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. I would definitely say like an Uncharted game. Yeah. Oh, note. yeah. That reminds me like the original. Short, you know, eight, yeah. eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the trilogy just like sitting on my uh, hard drive right now. Have I gotta, you like, ever played one? I've played all, I've played the four main games. Like, okay. So I'm just kind of doing like a replay because I've, I found the trilogy for cheap yeah. and I'm like, Pretty deep into the first one, but just kind of like other like new games kind of take priority. So I've never played that first game. I've, I played the second, third, and fourth games, and I like them all. You know, number two is probably my favorite. Uh, yeah, the first one, like if you get that original trilogy, it's usually pretty cheap. And like I think they did like a little bit of like 
not like a massive upgrade, but they kind of like made it a little more high def. And it looks like it's crazy to look at this and be like, yeah, that's PlayStation 3. Like it oh, looks yeah, good. Dude. Like it looks real good. I would definitely recommend firing that up. Yeah, I, I definitely should. Yeah. Uncharted would be my recommend. All right. Well, folks, that's going to do it for the news today. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Barbenheimer of video games. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. I'm sitting here with the great Alex Gaskin. Alex, hello. Hey there. So, uh, yeah, I think you uh, aptly said to me just before we started recording, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Let's talk. Let's figure out what we're going to talk about. <laughs> now. And I think that's uh, very apt. You know, basically, a huge cultural moment happened. Barbie, the film, and Oppenheimer, the film, both released this weekend um not really alongside mission impossible but mission impossible came out like i guess a weekend earlier and uh yeah so we got a bunch of big theater yeah. uh tent you know big tentpole theater experiences happening sort of simultaneously and um yeah i i mean uh i i first i wanted to talk through what exactly how would you describe the barb the barbie uh the barbenheimer movement like what is what is barbenheimer you know, I feel like a lot of things nowadays, especially like, like it's weird. Like, I feel like video games are like the last like cultural touchstone where there's like a even a little bit of sincerity left. You so like, so? it was really hard to like parse out. Like, I mean, like in my gut, I do. I feel like I'd have to like research it more. But like, yeah. I'm not gonna say it's like. I mean, obviously, video games are not like an irony-free space. Like, by no means am I saying that. But I feel like there's still like more sincerity in this medium like in people talking about this medium than in like television and film like i feel like i feel like barbenheimer might have started ironically right but it's definitely like taken on like people it's like one of those things where like i think people might have been doing it ironically at first but like the more it kept going the more fun it like genuinely fun it felt yeah it's it's basically to me i mean the way i would describe it to like an alien if they were to crash land on earth much like et a film i saw for the first time recently oh my god that still blows my mind <laughs> very good stuff by the way eat that et i don't like i i stopped being confident i know who you are when you told Alex, me you hadn't seen ET as a child. he's trying to get home <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh it's sort of like because they were so they were so like diametrically opposed to one another like that's what the fun was was that like the idea that you could double feature something as hostile and oppressive as oppenheimer with something as cheery and joyful and and moral as barbie or something yeah. I mean, which i think it's also like I, this i think this is like another thing working in favor of it it's like i feel like for so long like you do assume it's like oh oppenheimer's for boys and barbie's for girls and i think there was like a relaxing of that like dichotomy a little bit and like, people were just like oh yeah you can totally do both like it's not yeah. a weird like nobody's gonna question your manhood for seeing i mean some people are but they're assholes and we hate them their name is like ben ben shapiro oh yeah like wieners might be upset at you for like liking barbie as a man but like i think there was this, like this like mass understanding is like oh yeah you can totally do both and like there's merits to seeing both and having seen both, I feel like there's more thematic similarities. And I don't want to like go too far into that because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. But like I feel like thematically it works better than I think people would have assumed going in cold. 
Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of parallels you could draw between the two projects. I mean, uh, in, in for good and bad, like in in good and bad ways, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and I think that the f- and I, and again, both films are by world class filmmakers that where you know, so when you watch these films, you're presented with a lot of craft, a lot of like loving craft by people who really know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like, like, it's not like, Oh, we have the new Nolan movie and a like Uwe Boll film coming out. It's not like that. (laughs) It's not like one, one is, one is supposed to be trash when the other one's supposed to be great. It's like, they're actually both like um, people are getting, people were excited for both. And, Mm -hmm. um, and you, and you saw a lot of film Twitter and just film fandom across the board being really psyched, I think, for the challenge of getting the tickets to go see both in one day, wearing pink clothes, then all go everyone going to see Oppenheimer wearing pink. Like, yeah, I did see some of that, by the way. Like, it was very funny to like yeah. see people coming in, in like pink mini dresses and being like, you're doing the Barbenheimer. We know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I just feel like it's also just such a rare thing that we're all included together in one big yeah. sort of moment. It doesn't happen uh, anymore. There's, hardly. Yeah, there's just not that many tent poles, you know. It's it was it was very cool. Like I gotta say, like I think it's because it's like it's like it was like it was uh, like substance to it, and it's like kudos to the people behind marketing Barbie because I feel like it would have been very easy to be cynical about it. Right. Like going in and it's a good, like, I'm not saying like cinema about the film itself because it's a good film. I liked it quite a bit. Right. But like, you think about like all the IP that we've been fed for the past like 15 years mm-hmm. and to be like, oh, here's some, like, it would have been so easy for people to just be like, oh, here comes more IP crap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here comes some more like MCU, Transformer, Fast and whatever. Yeah. And it's just like that fatigue, but they like, they never really like succumb to that fatigue. Well, it's interesting that you say that because. Um, Mattel was saying out there saying that they were going to try to spin a lot of their franchises into films. That's where I think that's going to happen. Yeah. That, that cynicism is like, oh, Barbie did really well. So now Monopoly is going to do really well. Or, oh, uh, yeah. That might it's, be Parker Bros. But maybe yeah, it's, yeah. At this point, Mattel is just like on a race to Ant Man 3, like in terms yeah. of just like. They're yeah. they're gonna speed run getting to the point where like people get mad at you for making another film. It kind of reminds me of uh, Iron Man one versus what the MCU is today. You know, yeah, Iron Man one was almost like an indie film. It was like, <laughs> it was a weird like they kind of took a chance a little bit. Like Robert Downey Jr. had like been back to like doing good work, but like he'd been like a problem for a long time before that, so he wasn't really like yeah a marketable star. Yeah, there was. It is interesting to like question is like will you be able to do this in a way that because like as popular as like mcu stuff was for a long time like the will is dried up i think for like that kind of franchising in general i know so like, and, and you saw that with the box office returns this weekend we're just so we're so uh people really showed up to the theaters yeah. to go see these these two films and both of them I think uh, use an incredible amount of practical effects in mm-hmm. them. And they're both, uh, again, done by world-class artists who are like yeah. at kind of at the top of their game, I think like, and so it, it just, it, it was, it was like remembering why people yeah. used to be crazy about film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to jump in there, but like, no, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Did and you think... see, see uh, did you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you go. 
No, okay. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you see that? Like somebody like sent out a tweet of the AMC Burbank at like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, right. And like you know those like big ass stairs that Burbank AMC has, and it's right. like it goes up. It's like thirty steps, maybe mm-hmm. full of people. Yeah, just insane. Yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. So yeah, um, I definitely and I def you know just to kind of broach both films like i i will say that like uh it they really felt it there was something about i mean i'm not a very critical person when it comes to films anyway i think it's because Mm -hmm. i make stuff that i'm not like i don't feel burdened with like the need to have to have a critical take on on stuff all the time i do feel like uh like both films to me just felt it just felt like a good time at the movies oh it's so it's such a good time at the movies i would go back and see both of them absolutely like without question same same i will i will say that i I, you know i was i would definitely i i mean when i walked out of oppenheimer i was like that's a masterpiece yeah and i'm not quite sure barbie is a masterpiece but i do think i do think barbie's like incredibly good and um and i would give it up too if i thought the film was like the caliber of something like a, I don't even know, like some, uh, like I like the film, no hard feelings as like a romantic kind of comedy, even or maybe a little more than Barbie. And, and again, it's, it's not a contest, but it is like, I, I do feel like Barbie to me was like, Oh, this is great. I love it. I'm loving everything that's in this movie. And you know, there's just a, there's a bunch of things in here where I'm like, okay, this is slow or this is, uh, my, my wife is <laughs> p- putting her thumb down right now at me as I'm saying this. <laughs> I would love to hear Jackie's thoughts about Barbie and Oppenheimer. She loved it. She loved it. She loved both. Um, I don't know if she has a preference. Do you have a preference, Jack, between Barbie and Oppenheimer? What do I think? I think yes. <laughs> I think Barbie? Yeah. Just what I would like to on I I don't know if you can hear, but what she's saying is she says yes on 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 the merit of what I would like to watch on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bar- Barbie takes it. Yeah. Barbie to me was like, yeah. Barbie to me was like the perfect, like it's a very, like it was, it's a shame that like our kind of our standards and expectations have kind of degraded to the point where I'm like, no, no, no you got, you got to understand it's a comedy and it's funny. Yes. I know. Like, That's it makes jokes God. that work. Yeah. It makes really I know, great like, jokes. Oh, it's so, yeah, it's so funny. It's such a, it, it looks great. I mean, it's a very, it's a very accessible film and that's, you know, a good thing, but also like thing. Oppenheimer, I feel like is like, yeah, it's a very good thing. Like Oppenheimer is just like technically and like tonally and just like in terms of its fucking subject, it's more ambitious, like just straight up. Like you can't, totally. I feel like there's very little ground to like dispute that. I'm sure somebody very smart can do it and make me feel silly for saying that. But like it my impression is yeah. it's like Barbie is like, Barbie is like everything you would ex- like the best case scenario for like a mainstream, like existing property film, like right. really enjoyed it. We definitely recommend it. Oppenheimer. It's like, Holy shit. We're talking about like real, like philosophical and like moral questions. And we're like getting, like letting actors sink their teeth into these like long fucking monologues. Yeah. And we're just like stylistically so cool. I, I am excited to go see, like I'm ex- I would be down very down to see both in theaters again. Right. Uh, if I have a chance to chase down Oppenheimer on the seventy millimeter, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, we should find those City Walk tickets. Uh, so oh my go, god, yes. We can go back and um, and do Oppenheimer in, in another yeah. seventy mil screening because I would definitely go back and see see another seventy mil screening. Oh my god, yes. it really was. Uh, it really was. You know, 
big and cool and loud and fun and um so yeah if we were gonna try if we were gonna try to like i don't know maybe put up two games that we think are the perfect barbenheimer Mm. uh uh two games are the perfect barbenheimer like like uh surrogates you know like what would we Mm. choose i'm thinking very much of like a mario brothers and the last of us like if those were two, like <laughs> like Super Mario Odyssey and that's The a good, Last of Us. That's a good one. That's actually that's a really good one. Yeah, like but, I would say but, like a Mario Party. Yeah, <laughs> a Mario Party and a Call of Duties feels wrong because Call of Duties, yeah, like, an, like like an action movie kind of. Oh, oh, you know what I'm thinking of though? Um, Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah. Oh Did you my play that gosh. One? Yes. Oh my. I still feel like a piece of shit for yeah. like the things that like the choices you have to make in that game. Super dark. Like that. Jack. I think like. Yeah. Like honestly, I would say like, if you want to do like a weird Barbenheimer, like, I would go like Batman the like the Arkham series for Barbie. Okay. Just being like you know this like existing property, but like yeah. executed like wonderfully, mm-hmm. super accessible. Like I think if you play video games, you're gonna get into it. Uh, then for Oppenheimer, Spec Ops the line, because it's like this like morally challenging, like at times like really difficult to really like countenance experience. Yeah. Which have you ever talked about Spec Ops the Lion on this not, uh, not show? Really. Do you want to like make your listeners sad? I feel like a lot of people haven't played it who I normally have on the show, so I, I haven't really discussed Spec Ops the Lion, but uh, what what would you say about Spec Ups the Line without maybe giving too much away? Because there is a pretty big spoiler in that game, I think. Oh my god! I think the thing that I would say is is like you know that old like I forget which director was like you can't make a anti war movie because war scenes are just too fun. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that's like the exception. I was like, oh, this is an anti war game. That's I enjoyed it, but I feel bad and i'm gonna like carry a bad feeling with me for a while yeah yeah i'm gonna walk away very much burdened by what has happened we should do like a full spoiler spec ops the line like just get our feelings out on it yeah we we definitely should i would also maybe like to even replay it for that because it's been so long since i've done spec ups i would like you to be the one to replay yeah 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 I'll, i'll definitely it bums me out I will take one for the team there. Uh, is there anything though, like 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 a Barbie though? I'm trying to think of like a Barbie type game. I mean, Barbie has had her own video games, but I don't. I want like. I mean, Mari, Earthbound. Earth, but Earthbound's not like as ubiquitous as Barbie. Like Batman was closer. No. I think. You know, because Batman, oh, so you're talking about like in terms of like satur- cultural satire. I was thinking like in terms of tone and like humor. Yeah, because like, like I think Earthbound's I, like a very funny game to me. It is very funny. Yeah, I I, I guess I do mean like because that's what Barbie is, right? Barbie is like a very funny game that's connected to this existing sort of ubiquitous IP. Um, where What's they really the funniest Legend of Zelda game? Because <laughs> uh, that the, might be the answer. M- Majora's Mask, maybe or or yeah, like a funny Zelda. Yeah. Would be a perfect analog, I think, Funny to Barbie. Zelda. I like it. I like it. Which yeah. they should. Let, let's get a hold of Nintendo. Like, what if Zelda was a comedy? Let us do it. Yeah. Like, don't let Seth Rogen voice Link. Like, just step back from that ledge. Yeah, don't let Seth Rogen do it. Let Jeremy Schmidt do it. 
He'll do it. I would love you. I think you would be an amazing Link. And you know who would be an amazing Zelda? Excuse me, princess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, princess. Um, Okay, wait. Uh, Okay, we we can nail this, though. Like, what's a... We can. What's a video game that is connected to a larger IP? Like, Dragon Ball might be close, or like a Mickey Mouse game could be close. Yeah. Maybe a Street Fighter? What about Street okay. Fighter 6? Yeah, like Street you've been, Fighter. You've dug into that one a little bit. Oh, okay. How about like Street Fighter 6 coming out the same week as like Diablo 4? Yeah. I guess yeah, I know feel like Diablo is like very oppressive, very, very much like nobody wins, everyone loses to the evil, you know. I have a I have another suggestion for our Oppenheimer game. It's one okay. that you've played that I haven't, so you can like help me like All complete right. this thought. All right. Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an it's Elden just like it's ambitious. Yeah. It's original. Sorry to cut you off there. Uh, it's like it's ambitious. It's original, but it's like it's kind of like a continuation of like people you trust. Yeah, and like a style that you trust. That's that's a good. That is good. Yeah, it's a, it's and it's also like leaves you like the moments to moments don't leave you feeling bad, but by by finishing it, there's like it. I think you feel terrible. I mean, those endings yeah. are bad there's not a good one in the in the in the list there's not a good yeah. ending in the list all right let's let's see more barbenheimer i love i love uh the idea of a game like elden ring being an oppenheimer i still feel like i'm trying to find out the right barbie too because i do feel like it should be barbie's a harder one colorful you know yeah, yeah okay a lot um, more video games are like daunting and oppressive and yeah know. i think we got to go back a little bit to find a barbie yeah here's my pick okay, okay. i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw this out there right now and see how you throw feel it about it. my my barbenheimer all right the barbie legend of zelda ocarina of time okay my oppenheimer shadow of the colossus yeah those that works that works definitely shadow of the colossus i would actually is love a great to like oppenheimer I would love to. I think I still have the. Di- I need to pull that one back up because that would be a fun one to revisit. Oh yeah, that one. Have you While played I'm the fun employed? Have you played the remake of it? I have the remake of it. Like yeah. I have it, and I played it through like a big chunk of it. But I like I picked up some other games because I'm like always. I'm always like like I've played through it like and it was on PlayStation too. Like and I finished it. So like right. if I finish a game, it's hard to like prioritize it over new stuff. Yeah, so, but like I never like I should pick it up and like just go right back from the beginning and just like really because God, what an experience! And it's like it's kind of like Oppenheimer too, where it's just like there's like it's it really embraces like the time and space that it occupies. Right, right. I one reason I don't feel yeah. like we've still found the Barbie game yet is because like Ocarina of Time, like we don't have Shadow of the Colossus without Ocarina of Time. Like I think, oh, I think Shadow of the Colossus is mm. a response to Zelda. Like it is like, mm. what if you had to play hateful Zelda or evil Zelda or something? It's like, <laughs> so I mean, we gotta find. It should be a different gameplay style. It should be like a completely different kind what of. What about Smash Brothers? I like Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers feels feels good. It feels sort of right and very funny game to play. Like you're, it's a laugh a, yeah. a, a minute, you know? And it definitely brings people together, you know? It's like and that it's, communal yeah. experience that I think Barbie like really offered. 
Yeah, and it's got a huge... Yeah, mm. I feel like a multiplayer game is right for Barbie. Like a Mario Kart or a Smash feels really good for Barbie yeah. because it's like... Maybe like a Mario Party. I like Mario Party. Mario Party is the best one already, is the best one because there's an implication of like a city happening with all these people hanging out, like, you know, uh, and, and yeah. doing so in non... Even though Mario Party is competitive, it's like not trying to compete with one another necessarily if it's if they're just having a party i'm i'm trying to think of like yeah it's all, very chill yeah maybe like we haven't done anything with sonic maybe there's some sonic like oh it's like sonic yeah shuffle in shadow of the colossus or sonic adventure in shadow of the colossus mm. or something it would be a very good that could yeah. that works for me yeah yeah. Also, yeah, also they're contemporaries with each other too, which I like. Which feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Or have you ever played the the game Katamari Damacy? I have not. Do you know what that is though? Like the big ball. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So if we go with Shadow of the Colossus for Oppenheimer, does that make Ico like the? other like early Christopher Nolan influences that like builds to Oppenheimer. I wonder what Ico would be like, what, what film would you point to? Because, okay, well, here we oh. go. I mean, here list, list your top three Nolans. Oh man. I've here's the, this is the shameful thing that I've missed interstellar and I've missed, um, tenant. Hmm. I missed tenant. I missed Tenet, and I missed Interstellar, and I missed Dunkirk. So those are like three big oh, misses. Okay, so mine would be yeah. Mine is like Oppenheimer, Dunkirk, and Dark Knight in that order. I think. I would say I Oppenheimer is number one for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, number two, like number two and three, it's like Dark Knight and Inception, kind of jockeying for position. Yeah. I feel like Inception kind of lost some people, but like I have like, I've always kind of held that affection for it. I need to rewatch that because my fourth would be like Memento. It wouldn't be Inception. Oh man, I forgot about Memento. Maybe Memento. Like I think Ico is the Memento because it's the first one, or, or what? I, I mean, it's I not his like very first, but like right. it's the first one to like really right. bring him onto the scene. Yeah, and then yeah, it's it's. I was looking at his IMDb over the weekend because you know just thinking about the the guy and like he's done so mm-hmm. much. He has a pretty diverse portfolio of work, but you know, like what were his, like, wait, what, like, what do I think are his best works? And it's, it's always like, mm-hmm. it, it, it was like his, his true life, true story war pictures. So like Oppenheimer and Dunkirk. And then, yeah. And then it's like Heath Ledger's undeniable and dark Knight or whatever. You know what oh, I mean? It's so like, good. Yeah. And then it's like, and then yeah, Memento is my fourth because it's just like that. That film, even though I feel like people don't like younger, especially like the younger generation, doesn't quite. I don't think they've found Memento yet. Like they don't like yeah. know. Like, but when I was growing up, that was a huge movie. That was like mm-hmm. people were like, you know, of cool people in the know were had all seen Memento and were yeah. all talking about it. Did he remind me? Like I, I'm drawing a blank. My phone's out of my hand. Did he yeah. do the Insomnia remake, or was that, he, he did, did do that one? He did. Yeah. Yeah, which, that's right. Which that's an interesting one, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's so. I haven't seen that one since I was like, make. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it since I like worked at Blockbuster, which tells you how long ago this was. 
right and like rented it because i was able to rent it for free <laughs> like yeah it's been a minute what about so um, if uh smash yeah. brothers is barbie so like i think then what mm-hmm. is little women <laughs> oh oh man um mario kart okay then what's ladybird Ooh, um uh... I haven't seen Ladybird, so I'm gonna say Mario RPG and just like <laughs> pray to God that I work out. I like Mario RPG. That makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, if we were to put, but n- now let's definitively put one up. So what do we? Th- what do we? Are we saying it's Shadow of the Colossus for Oppenheimer and uh, Smash Brothers for Barbie uh, definitively, or are we want to go back and say like one of our other choices works best? Okay, so I feel like her Oppentimer, it's definitely down to Shadow of the Colossus or Elden Ring. I think... I think I like... Oof. Because there's also big, like, allusions to the atomic bomb in both games, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the um, like sense of, like, the, the enormity of power and, like, the... Like, I mean, I can't speak for Elden Ring, but, like, Shadow of the Colossus, for sure, like, power the corruption that comes with amassing power is like a big theme yeah i mean elden ring literally has a weapon of mass destruction come and hit the planet that and hurts the planet so it's like it's like perfect and shadow of the colossus has a tragic woman backstory oh yeah that's true that oppenheimer has yeah 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 yeah. Hmm. okay so i like i like either one of those for for yeah but what's you know what's what's our big uh, our Barbie compliment to it? I guess, I guess it would just be something like a, a Smash Brothers. So you could say Smash Ultimate and Elden Ring. Yeah. You could say like Smash I, yeah. Melee and Shadow. Oh yeah, I think it's for sh- I think for sure Barbie is like one of the Mario like, yeah, yeah. group games right, like right. Kart, Smash Brothers, um, Party. Yeah, I think in, like those all kind of work because it's like. It's very fun. It's very accessible, but it's like the best use of like existing characters. Maybe that may, maybe that's why it's Smash Brothers because it's like the sense of like like the relief at like IP being used with like a degree of like fidelity and like skill, right? Like to bring together like you know like bringing together crazy like Star Fox and you know Cloud, Mister Crazy Star Fox. Yeah, like bringing these people together into like this different context is kind of like bringing the medium of like Mattel and dolls into film. Yeah. Very true. I'm going to say, I'm going to say smash brothers. I'm going to say the smash brothers franchise is bar Barbie folks. There you have it. The Barbenheimer of video games is officially smash brothers, ultimate and Elden ring or smash brothers, melee and shadow of the Colossus. Hell yeah, we nailed this. I think we kind of did nail it. Like, I actually didn't expect us to find anything. <laughs> I I thought this would be just like a fool, the most foolish thing we could yeah. have embarked upon. Yeah, I thought we were going like, to look like real jackasses. I thought and, people would hate us. And we did. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought people would hate us. Yeah, yeah. We did it, Alex. You and I, the Unemployment Woo! Brothers, we've conquered yeah. this nonsense episode together. Folks, if you have a chance, if you have the privilege of doing so, go out and see Barbie and Oppenheimer. 
Uh, Please do. Play, see it the same play, day if you can. Yeah, see it the same day if you can, or play Smash Brothers and Elden Ring in the same day. Do one or the yeah. other this week. Treat yourself. Uh, with that, Alex Treat your Gaskin, damn selves. let's get you to plug. What do you, what, what can, what do you want people hey. to know about? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore J underscore Gaskin. Uh, I am in the process of bringing back my Substack newsletter, Ruptured Screen. So just go to Substack and search Ruptured Screen, and hopefully by the time you hear this, I will have something new. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where you can find bonus content from all of the network shows, including our Games Club, our weekly Games Club. Uh, We have just finished the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Gen 1 Games Club. We are moving on to the Sonic Adventure Games Club. I can't believe how horny I am for Sonic, Alex. It is a dream (laughs) come true. Uh, You're going to want to rush over to Patreon and check that out. We'll be back next week with an episode probably about Pikmin 4, or it'll be a complete surprise to you when you look at your feed on Monday morning. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.